I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. What's up, girl dads? Hope you're doing good. Hope you're feeling strong. I am feeling stressed, I think, right now. We are planning uh, a trip, the big trip, the big DL, Disneyland. So, taking the whole fam damily, and we are going to California and doing Disneyland for three days or something like that. You know, we had to sell a kidney each and promise, you know, serfdom to many rich people to do it. But we're making it happen. And so I thought I would do a couple of episodes here on on this trip. Like I I have been telling people forever, like if you're going to Disney, like let us know because like my wife, we do Disneyland really well. And the reason why we do Disneyland really well is because we've done it quite a few times I joked that Disneyland was my wife's mecca and we had to go on an annual pilgrimage there and we basically did for the majority of our marriage until COVID basically until COVID and so we've had some ups we've had some downs and I think we've learned quite a bit and so I thought I would share some of some of the lessons here on on preparing for Disneyland Mostly, right? So uh, I think I'll do three episodes. I'll do, or I'm planning on three. Might just be two. We'll see how see how it plays out. But this one is going to be on preparing for Disneyland. So tip number one: plan, plan, schedule, plan some more, plan, and then when you're not sure, plan again. So we have learned that. To just show up and do Disney is the biggest mistake you can do. Like you can't just go with the flow because the flow will get you stuck. And there's so much to see and do there. Uh, and and so you have to account for these things. Like you have to plan. Like you could go and, and be like, oh, we want to see Mickey. And you run over and get in line for Mickey. And you could be stuck there for two hours, two and a half hours. And you lose a big chunk of your day, especially if there's you know, uh, it's an early close that night and you're like, Oh wait, we have till midnight or 10 o'clock. You're like, no park closes at eight tonight. And you're like, Oh, well, okay. Wish I hadn't stood in line for two and a half hours to get a picture with Mickey mouse when I probably could have done it at a different time, you know, things like that. There's a, you have to, you have to think about all this stuff. And if you don't do it beforehand, trying to do it there, it's too late. Like it is just too late. There's too much stuff going on. There's too many people. There's too many things in motion. You can't just get in the flow because if you're in the flow, that means you're in someone else's flow, not your own. So when I say planning, I'm talking legit spreadsheet level planning, right? Have your days figured out what you're going to do on day one, what you're going to do on day two, what you're going to do on day three. And and stick to that plan like have a battle plan and stick to it as much as you can now when you get there right there's a a quote i can never remember the quote but it's something that you know like a plan is always good until it actually sees battle and then it falls apart something like that i don't remember i could google it but that's too much effort really 
I know that the plan isn't going to go perfectly. It's not going to work out exactly like you want, but it's better than not having anything at all. Because if you go, then you can make adjustments. You can, you can pick and choose. You can be like, is waiting in line for Mickey Mouse really worth it? Or do we want to go to the next thing and see if we can circle back around Mickey Mouse after these other things are more important and we've gotten those done? That's a, that's a different conversation than being like, oh, two and a half hours, I guess we miss out. Like that sucks. That one, that one feels like I'm losing. Like I'm going to have regret. I'm missing out. The other one says, Hey, I'm empowered and I'm in charge of my situation. And you don't feel regret. You don't feel the disappointment. You, you made the decision. The decision wasn't made for you. And so a lot of these things have to do with keeping your energy and your positivity up because it's hard at Disneyland. Um, and so, yeah, plan, 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 plan. Uh, have a packing list. That is the, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna put that on tip number. I'm gonna make that tip number two because it's a big deal. Uh, a full out packing list that you can check twice, like good old Saint Nick. Have little boxes where you can X them out. Think, write down everything you could possibly think of wanting. You can always choose not to bring it. If you're looking at it, you're like, well, I don't really need to bring five deodorants, right? Like, I really just need. One, I'll, I'll be okay. I'm not trying to impress anybody. So then you can make those decisions there. But but it's better to have everything on there and then kind of shave it off where, you, where it's not necessary. But also, I think that when you're at Disneyland, it's better to be over-prepared. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. You know why? Because when you need it at Disneyland, it's freaking expensive. Okay, so... Uh, an example of something that we're planning for. We're looking at, my wife's looking at the weather forecast and we're saying, okay, it looks like it wasn't going to rain. Now it's going to rain. What are we going to do? And we remember we had a trip a while back where we were in ponchos and it was raining like crazy. And you know what? It wasn't that bad. Like the ponchos worked really well. We could deal with it. And we dealt with it for like two hours. I mean, we were in Florida for this one, but it rained for two hours straight. The reason why we called it is because our shoes got wet and our socks got wet. And then we had soaking feet that were all mushy and pruny and awful. And you, you know that if you have wet shoes, it just ruins the day. And so we're like, oh, okay, well, we know that we can deal with it with ponchos. Pack the ponchos, right? And you know what? If our shoes aren't, if, we don't, if we're not walking around in wet shoes and socks, we'd probably be okay. So why don't we pack our Crocs just in case? And so what we can do is we can, you know, Crocs are hard to, you don't just lug them around in your backpack. Like if you had flip-flops, that would be great. I don't have flip-flops like that. Uh, so I'm packing my Crocs. Uh, but, you know, what you could do is you could get a locker. You can do anything like that and you can store them there so that you have them and you're prepared. Because it sucks to have to leave the park just because it's raining. And also when it's raining, a lot of people do leave. So that's like prime park time to get out, to get into some stuff. So if you can deal with the suck when nobody else can, because you're prepared, then you're going to have an actual awesome trip. Like you'll be able to make the best of a sucky situation when the people who weren't prepared have to leave. So fate favors the prepared. Have a packing list. Over prepare. You don't always have to take it into the park with you. You don't have to lug it around as you go. And you're like, oh, you know what? I don't actually need these things. You can leave them in the hotel, right? Be prepared. Lastly, I think this is kind of a weird one, um, but this is one that's important to me and, and more specifically to dads, I think. 
So have some, I'm going to call them meaningful conversations, uh, but they're kind of difficult at the same time. So be upfront and talk about all of the things, not just packing and preparing and planning and what ride and what hotel and where to eat. That's all the fun stuff. Talk about some of the stuff that sucks. Okay, here's an example. We had a year where like it was we'd gone for a long time. We'd been uh, me and my wife were going just as a couple. And then we had gone once with our, our newborn baby, newish born baby. And, you know, it was all new and exciting. And so we were rushing around and, you know, that one was okay. Then we went again when she was maybe a year and a half old, something like that. And we kind of kept that newborn baby model into the second trip or her second trip. And what ended up happening is that I ended up with a backpack with a stroller, two backpacks, a camera bag, and everybody else kind of went off and had fun taking pictures and doing things. And I was responsible for like all of this junk. I'd basically become a pack mule. And it was not a fun trip for me, and in all honesty. And I've told everybody a lot. I'm like, look, I, I'm not a huge Disney person, right? So I'm here for you. I'm here to help my kids enjoy it, right? My kids light up. I love making sure they have a great experience. I like operations, right? So I like executing a, a well a good plan, right? So I'm there making sure everything goes smoothly and everybody's having, like I'm in the background making sure that my kids have the best experience possible. So I'm going to do a lot of the sucky work to make sure that happens. I get that. But this was obscene, right? Like I was miserable. Like I was just like stomping around mad. Everybody was like leaving me behind and I was carrying everything and it was just like not fun. So when we got home, I actually told my wife, I was like, look, that trip sucked. And if that's how it's going to be going forward, I'm not going anymore. Like, we won't do Disney again. I'm not doing Disney again like that. And it was a difficult conversation, but it was good because the next time, you know, she considered it because she wants me there too, right? She didn't She didn't realize she was just kind of crapping on me. For the most part, she was excited because my kid was excited and they were off doing, you know, fun stuff. And we didn't realize that it had all kind of fallen on one person because I had been doing that for so long. It was natural, but it had just kind of gotten to the tipping point as my daughter got older and we had more stuff to carry. We had diaper bags on top of backpacks, on top of snacks, on top of day food, you know, cameras. It had just compounded and we didn't adjust for the change in our life. And so now going into it, I'm like, hey, just so you know, like I'm not a pack mule. Like I'm there to help and make sure the plan goes, but like I'm not there to just be manual labor, you know, and she knows that. And so we do that appropriately and we plan our snacks and we plan how to even the load. Our girls have backpacks and they're going to carry some of their own stuff. Like we're there to make sure that dad doesn't get forgotten too. Like everybody knows the trip is not about me, right? It's not about dad. This is not dad's trip. <laughs> when we go to San Diego, that's dad's trip because he's got his fishing pole I'm out on the beach casting my line. I'm cooking food. You know, that's dad's trip. And everybody knows that. Disneyland is not dad's trip. And we're okay with that. I'm okay with that. But it's also not okay to just crap on dad for that. Right? So that's kind of 
establishing that going in. So you got to have these conversations like, hey, I'm here to help. I'm here to make sure you have the best conversation. But like, I'm not just going to suffer through four days of hell just so that, you know, like you got that's not fair, you know, and I'm not one for fairdom or victimhood or anything like that. But if you don't have these conversations and lay out expectations and be like, hey, yeah, I'm going to do all of these things, but you can't just leave me behind. You can't just forget about me. Right. Like there's things that I want to do, too. Like it might not be my trip, but I would really like to go check out this restaurant while we're there. Can we do that? You know, like and say the things that you want as well. So make sure that you're part of the trip, even if you know that the it's really about the kids. Make sure that if there's something that you care about, that you say it and that it's incorporated in the plan. Right. So that you're not just kind of in the shadows in the background and like nobody cares about you. You don't want that resentment at the happiest place on earth. Right. So talk about it. Talk about all these things. Get it all out in the open. What's going to happen with money? What if we're spending too much money? What are we going to do for a snack? You know, like that's part of planning, really. But like money conversation is a difficult one. Like, are you going how much money are you going to allow the kids to buy crap with? Are you going to let them do bippity boppity boutique that's $80 or $150? If they see some kid with a droid, are you going to go do the $250? You know, like those are tough conversations. And if you don't have those conversations beforehand and the expectations aren't laid out clearly, then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure in the park. So have the difficult conversations beforehand so that you have clear expectations and an understanding when you go into the park so that the kind of emotional aspect, resentment, all of that stuff is taken care of so that then you can execute the plan that you have in place and utilize all of the things that you prepared and packed for the trip. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledo podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.